Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Josie. And hello, I'm Lee. And we're here to talk movies today. And this time we have a Josie pick. What are we watching today, Josie? I have chosen City Slickers uh, for this episode. Um, It came out in 1991. um, And uh, the synopsis is, On the verge of turning 40, an unhappy Manhattan yuppie, haven't heard that word in a while, is roped into joining his two friends on a Cattle Drive in the Southwest. Uh, this one has uh, the likes of Billy Crystal, uh, Daniel Stern, Bruno Kirby. Um, there's a massive amount of uh, celebrities in this one. I like the little joke that you chucked in there already, uh, or maybe it was already just part of the synopsis, but he got roped into it because it's... I wish Ooh. I could say that was me, but that was that was the synopsis. Yeah, jokes. Hey. That, that pun had your name all over it. Yes. Now, yeah, back uh, quite a big movie back in 1991 was City Slickers. Uh, let's go through a b- brief synopsis. Sorry, you've done the synopsis. A r- our relationship with this movie. Uh, so you picked this movie. Give I us, did. Give us a background. Um, the reason I picked this movie was it was one of my dad's favorite when I was little. He would watch it all the time. My dad, his whole family, they're all farmers. Like fourth, fifth um, generation of farmers. So uh, it appeals to them. Just even watching some of the scenes was like flashbacks to my childhood. So um, yeah, so it was. It's a, it's a big like childhood flashback for me, um, this movie. So I wanted to go back because I don't think I've seen it in at least 20 years. So I wanted to see if it was as good as I thought it was, you know, when I was younger. Interesting. So you didn't pick it because it's like one of your all-time faves, but more so out of nostalgia. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see if it holds up for you. Oh, uh, Wait and see, my friend. Yeah, Wait yeah, and yeah. see. All right, Adam, give us the give us the lowdown on how it connects with you. Uh, well, I remember when it came out at the cinema. I was quite young at the time. So um, about fifty. No, I was ten. Um, but what was funny was Savage. like cause it was it was a huge movie at the time, and it made a made a lot of uh, headlines and obviously won awards, which we'll touch on a bit later. Um, which is very interesting watching it back. Uh, it was a massive hit, made a lot of money, did a lot of big things worldwide. But um, it was actually my grandparents, I think, took one of my cousins to go see it. And they were saying how much fun it was, and it was a good sort of family movie or whatever. And uh, for whatever reason, they told me about the the calf scene. Oh um, yeah, the calf birthing scene or whatever. Anyway, I ended up checking it out, and I had a good time with it, and thought. It was really good fun and it was one of those things. And um, as good as it was, they uh, later on down the track made a sequel. <laughs> Which yeah, probably isn't yeah, it. it probably isn't worthwhile talking about. No, well, we'll, no, no, no. We'll, we'll talk about it in our little notes at the end, I guess. Sure, sure. What about yourself, Lee? Um, look, I was five when it came out. Um, it was... I don't think I actually ever saw it at the cinemas per se, but I think for me, obviously, as a kid growing up, uh, I'm sure that I eventually watched it, uh, and I'm sure it was one of those grabs that I managed to pick up uh, when you're picking up five videos for $10 at your local Blockbuster. Oh, Blocky. Oh, man. Right? So, video stores. Yeah, let's, let's hit some nostalgia as we're, as we're talking about it. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it just would have been one of those things. Uh, and it was a great movie. Like, Sorry, it was a massive movie back in the day, right? Mm. So, Huge. Um, obviously, there was a bit of a hype around it. And, obviously, re- uh, watching it, um, maybe not necessarily in 1991, but 1990, say, 95, 96, when I would have mm-hmm. been around about 11 or 12, uh, and probably more age-appropriate to it, I guess, Um yeah, I think obviously it still would have held up at that stage if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. 
It's interesting how when watching it now, how much like Josie and probably yourself, Lee, oh, actually, you watch a lot of movies. Um, have I've you watched, watched? I've watched a movie or two. Have you watched it like recently before this rewatch now? Yes, I have. Okay, so I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Yes, I have. So it, this is one of those movies for me, I actually find myself watching every couple of years or so. Interesting. As a laugh. But it's... And for me, it's really weird because I go through stages and phases where I'll just watch lots of random stuff, which I know that you both know about. Um, but there are also times where I'm stuck for things to watch and I don't know what to watch. Yeah. Um, and I find myself wasting hours just trolling through options and options and options. And I don't want to watch that. I don't know what I don't want to watch that. But it's also a really good film outside of reviews and outside of everything else. <clears throat> it's a phenomenal film. Um, where it's it's a, it's, a, it's a terrific film when you don't want to concentrate on it. Yeah, like it's a nothing film. It doesn't yeah. easy. It doesn't stay with you afterwards. You don't have to think about it too hard. Um, but it's a great it's a great nothing film. I feel it's one of those films that you know back in the day when we didn't have Netflix and um, you know Stan and all of that. If you turn the TV on and it was on, I'd be like, oh. I'll watch it. You know, yeah, the it's ten one minute, of those ones that yeah. it's like, oh, like City Sickers is on. I'm not doing anything. I'll watch it type of thing. Yeah, the ten minute test where you stay yourself, uh, you find yourself watching it for ten minutes. You'll probably watch it for the rest of the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay, well, the first of our uh, categories we have, we have five categories that we take a look at on this podcast. Um, and the first one of those is the casting. And uh, you touched uh, Jubs on the casting. Mm. Billy Crystal, who certainly had himself uh, quite a run through the 80s and 90s, um, did a lot of comedy, like like sort of live comedy, did a lot of, like hosted the Oscars more than anyone else has done. Mm. Um, now, you were speaking about the way you watch movies. Lee. You sometimes go down rabbit holes and just watch so much of like one particular actor. Have you gone down the Billy Crystal rabbit hole before? I have. I was going to say, surely he's because that's an interesting. I don't. I don't. I don't recommend it because you find yourself confused a lot of the time. Yeah, he does a lot of interesting movies. Some are quite funny. Some are kind of dramatic. Uh, Some are romantic. When Harry met Sally. Yeah. Well, that was. uh, Would that be his biggest or with this? Uh, Look, I would say when Harry Harry met when Harry met Sally is probably bigger than this movie. Never seen it. Oof. What I remember Billy Crystal for, for some reason, because I used to play it on TV all the time, is have you ever, have you ever seen Throw Mama from the Train? Yes. With uh, Danny DeVito yes. and, and the, the woman from the Goonies and, yes. and Deadly Friend. Yeah. Well, that used to be on TV all the time. And for whatever reason, that's what I think of when I think of Billy Crystal. That's a really weird, um, I guess, connection, right? Because most people associate him with I was about to say, when Harry it, met Sally. I would say it would go for me when Harry met Sally, City Slickers, Monsters, Inc., Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about Monsters, Inc. Jesus, what a great movie. Yeah. Well, for me, it's also it probably remove Monsters, Inc. from the top three as far as connections are concerned because I would chuck uh, Princess Bride in there. Oh, mm. that's a big one. Obviously, because yeah. he played Miracle Max, right? And it was a it was a hilarious cameo because it really was just a cameo. Um, but, yeah, I connect him with that because obviously it's – a very important movie to me. Yeah, and looking at the other cast members, you have Daniel Stern, of course. Uh, Home Alone. Man, with well, the 90s good for this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not only Home Alone, but he was also the Wonder Years. He was Kevin Arnold's um, uh, monologuing, like the internal voice of Kevin Arnold. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, I didn't know really? that. That's, That's a, a little fun, fun fact. fact. Oh, yeah. no shit. Look, you yeah. stumped both of us. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was like, I, I remember finding out like well, well into the show's happenings that oh that's the the goofy guy from home alone um you have bruno kirby who lee and i were talking about before this uh, he's from the do you know bruno kirby i was gonna say what is he from he looks so familiar so to we were me. just talking about this before actually so it, it's it's funny as far as watching is concerned watch him in godfather 2 mm. and then watch him directly after in city slickers and you'll just sit there confused 
part, like I'm going to say polar opposites. Not not even, like they're just on different planets, I okay. reckon. And very different movies. You've okay. obviously seen Godfather 2. Uh, at some point in life, it's not stuck in my head, but yes. That, that almost upsets me as much as Adam not seeing Harry Met Sally. Harry Met Sally. Like, no. Um, okay. just, 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 just before we move on from that, I also want to point out that Daniel Stern, for me, obviously, everyone associates Daniel Stern with, um, with our Home Alone, and, and that's obviously a very fair assessment. Um, but I want to give out a really quick shout-out to, if you haven't seen Bushwhacked, you need to. I remember Bushwhacked. Because Bushwhacked is so terribly bad that it's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also in a movie called Chud. Uh, I don't think I've seen cannibalistic that. humanoid underground dwellers, a really hokey, like, uh, yeah, okay. early to mid-80s horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Sort of shit I like. Of, of course, that would be on your list. Yeah. Um, so we also have uh, Jack Palance, who's a very, very, very old school famous actor. Uh, won himself an Academy Award for this very movie. Yeah, you know Such what? Such a simple role, but like so effective, I felt. Well, he's barely in it for like 20 minutes, if that. Yeah. But more importantly, I guess it confused the the absolute hell out of me when I was we were going through, uh, when we were going through the information on this particular movie. Uh, and to see it actually being, uh, being it won the Academy Award for best uh, for for best actor in 1991 or whatever supporting it was, actor. Or best supporting actor yeah. year in 1991. Um, it concerns me the caliber of movies that were out there at that time for this to be the winner. Well, it's also one of those, uh, and it still happens to this day. It was almost, I think, one of those like makeup Oscars, you know, like uh, oh, oh, yeah, because he didn't get it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like when Leo won it for oh, the yeah, Revenant. Yeah, it's Leo, like, Leo. yeah, he, he should have got Leave it. Leave Leo uh, out of this. He should have got it for Wolf of Wall Street. And we all know it. Um, I was going to Google the when, um, when I was Wars, watching this. I was thinking someone my age, if they hadn't seen City Slickers before, would have just been like, oh my god. That's Mike from Monsters, Inc. Oh, my God. That's the dude from Home Alone. That's the principal from Billy Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then the young dentist guy, he is like a massive Disney actor. Um, What's his name? Phil someone, Phil Lewis, I think his name is. He, um, yeah, his name was Steve, the character Steve. He ended up being in like the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. um, And yeah, he was was in heaps of Disney things. And he was one of those people that I was like, I know that face. And uh, the young child in the classroom? Oh yeah, Mr. Jakey Gyllenhaal. Not bad. You you knew that obviously. I did. Yeah, Yeah, I did. It's 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 part of my fun trivia. Uh, The young girl that is in the classroom as well as Danielle Harris. Yeah, you mentioned this the other day. Actually, Billy Crystal's daughter or something. No, 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 no. no. She plays his daughter. Yeah, she plays his daughter, and that's all of my fun facts for this movie. Thanks very Uh, much for playing. Sorry. Sorry, I got a couple. Uh, You looked up the Oscars, I'm assuming. I did. Yes, the best supporting actors for 1992, obviously for yeah for that year. Uh, Jack Palance won won it for City Slickers, but this is the list that he's got to go up against. Michael Lerner uh, for, for Barton Fink. Yeah, mm. whatever. Never saw that. Ben Kingsley for Bugsy. Didn't get it. So Ben Kingsley didn't get the nod. You're a Bugsy fan? No, but I'm a Ben Kingsley fan. Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, Harvey Keitel for Bugsy. Again, yeah. Harvey well, Keitel, yeah, massive name. But that movie? And the big one, the big one that shocks me the most is Tommy Lee Jones from JFK. Okay, see oh. that. Because that movie and was, him. Surely that was an uproar. Surely, surely. I'm, no, well, what? Tommy Lee Jones won for The Fugitive like a year later, right? Uh, not, but this is Best Supporting Actor, right? Yeah. No, but he won Supporting Actor for The Fugitive, if I'm correct. Did he? Yeah. Uh, I'll have a look. Anyway, be that as it may, uh, Jack Plants won the Oscar, which is kind of crazy when I look back at it now because he's really good, but he's not in it much at all. But it's yeah. uh, 91 was the year that um, Silence of the Lambs like kicked everyone's ass, wasn't it? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Let's, Maybe. Let's just say yes. Yeah, we'll go with okay, that. Okay, so we've gone through casting. Uh, the basic score and soundtrack, there's not a lot to say here. No, Who's, but that, Who wants to pass comment? The thing, I was going to give it a zero, but then I ended up giving a 0.5 because there is quite no, like nostalgic sounds brought throughout it all. Like at the start, there's the the 90s like um, saxophone, like going through it all. Did you say saxophone? Saxophone. Yeah, I thought you guys would both appreciate that. Um, and then... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm laughing too. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and then like throughout there's, you know, the all the Southwest, you know, um, dun, 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 type yeah. things. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I missed that. Sorry, I, I'm sorry, my Is ear wasn't, I wasn't listening properly. Oh, can you, can you do that again for me, please? No. Uh, anyway, so I ended up giving a 0.5 because I think there was a lot of nostalgia when it came to like the sound track and score. Before we move on, Josie, would you do me a massive favour? Yes. And just give me a yee-haw? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did like when Billy Crystal was like, ugh, yee-haw. Yeah. Oh, when they all do their yee-haw. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, That's oh, a good yee-haw. bit. That yeah. is a great bit. Um, I just, the soundtrack, I, I, I'm not really giving it much of a score. And I was like, it works, it fits, but it's nothing memorable. Yeah. You, you're doing a movie with sort of cowboy type stuff. It, it's pretty standard fare. Not that it's bad or like out of place or anything. Yeah. It does but its that's job. That's what yeah, I mean. There's just nothing to it. So yeah. it's sort of, it's it's neither here nor there. They're, yeah. they're great sound effects, but it just reminds me of that forgetting Sarah Marshall part where yeah. it's, what we're I, just do, do, I just do tones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah legit. Um, and then we take a look at the basic plot and story. What are your thoughts on the basic plot and story, Lee? Um, I like it. I mean, it's one of those movies that stays with me. But again, I'm going to reiterate the point that it's a very simple movie. The premise mm. is very simple. Um, there's there's not a lot to work with, but it doesn't need a lot to work with. Yeah. Um, uh, this is going to sort of uh, this is going to sort of swir- circle back to casting a little bit, but it, it really the 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 cast with Billy Crystal, Jack Palance, Daniel Stern, and Bruno Kirby, especially those three, um, they uh, th- sorry those four those three main characters as friends, they had really good chemistry they together, did. and I think mm. that worked really well. Very much so. But with that being said, I think it could have been good with almost anybody. Just given the the be nature, cool. of, be, be, given the nature of the way the storyline operated, you could have really put anybody. You in. could have done like now Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Know, I'll, I'll you one better. We, we, we recently did a Lethal Weapon. If you put Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, and, and Gary Busey in the same roles, would it work? I'd say yes. Be a, very, uh, be a very different movie. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, getting to it because he's just like, dropping lines like I'm getting too old for this shit, right? Um, but, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, obviously comedic for that time. If you were to use actors like these also, days. Gary mm. Busey's got to be curly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you, you bring his dad in. Bring his yeah. dad in. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, look, I think if you brought in actors from like from now that are obviously big, Nicholas Holt, you know, just those kind mm. of, you know, the younger the younger generation of actors that are coming up now and you were to redo oh, it. Oh, like a Pete Davidson type yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a good example. Um, even, um, and you're going to hate me for this, but uh, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, oh, Andy Samberg. Andy yeah, Sandberg. like Andy Samberg. Even, even if you were to use all three of them mm-hmm. uh, from Lonely Island, right? Yeah, um, like, I'd watch that. But yeah. you, you understand where I'm going with this, right? Like, if you were to put all three of them in this as as friends and doing this movie, it would still work. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But yourself, Josie? I exactly the same as Lee. I wrote down simple but easy to watch. Um, it's one of those ones that you can just put on. Don't have to think too much about it. Um, you know, you can be on and off your phone if you want to, but still look back and understand what's going on. As long as, you're yes. a, as long as you're not in a cinema. Yeah, it, no. It's, it's the kind of movie that you can watch this movie and watch another movie at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I wrote about the plot and the story. I said, it, I wrote, it's, it's basically a coming of age story, but for the middle age. 
Mm. So like you have your your movies like your teen dramas and things like that of coming of age stories, but it's these kind of people that are kind of lost in their ways and kind of finding themselves all over again. Oh yeah, again his massive speech phase. about you know your twenties, your thirties, your forties, yeah. your fifties—that's a good little I guess summary of what you're saying here. That yeah, you know. and I wrote that it's kind of funny, it's kind of family as well. Like it's a bit of a family movie as mm-hmm. much as it's like a sort of a standard comedy. It's got that endearing side to it as well. Like you know, be thankful for what you've got and all the rest. Um, but at the same time, it's it's nothing outstanding plot wise whilst it's really well executed the plot on paper is just kind of like Lee said it's 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 kind of simple it's kind of basic it doesn't really do anything it doesn't break the mold but somehow it became such a big hit yeah Yeah. and I think that's part of the reason why part of its charm like it's part of the reason why it did so well is because it's simple it wasn't trying to be more than it was Mm. well you got three guys that have got really good banter together as well they talk a lot about baseball which you know guys will talk about sport and stuff you got each of them have got their things they give each other shit all the time yeah like the one guy's always you know trying to get younger women the other one's Mm -hmm. love life's gone to hell with Lisa Simpson (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know and all this stuff and all the while they're going on this ridiculous trip which let's be honest that sounds like a horrible trip to go on yeah um and the the interesting characters that they're along there with is just another level oh, the yeehaw yeah. people just, I'm like what are they just like drunk or trying to kill people the entire and the time race, and the racist dentist yeah just like <laughs> what the hell is going on um whereas the other um people along the ride for them like the uh, essentially the Ben and Jerry's people and yep. that like yeah it just makes yeah. for an interesting fair. classic cookie yeah but the uh the basic story is is, is kind of uh simple yet effective um yeah. I then, also think as well, like with the with the addition to those extra simple, like those uh, those minor those minor characters. Um, I also see. I also think as well that um, uh, that those characters actually add to it as well. Like they don't detract or they don't take anything out of it. They actually add a little bit to it, which helps. Yeah, everyone adds a little something to it, although some are just sort of a bit weird and out of place than others. I feel that the cowboy guys that are actually part of the cattle thing, I'm like, why would people come back and do this if these guys are such <laughs> assholes? They're such assholes. Like they're so <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I've gone a point five for our basic plot and story. Yep, but um, our next category is, is three notable or favourite scenes. Who wants to take this one? Uh, what have I got down here? Um, I don't know, Josie. You tell us. <laughs> That's what I asked. I... Um, <laughs> It's really simple and it was like th- like three seconds, but well, after um, riding the horses and they're all sitting there with their ice packs on their crutches, <laughs> yeah. like that was a great little like quick snippet that I had a good giggle at. I thought that was one of uh, my favourite there, scenes. There's a lot of those good little bits in this movie though, isn't there? Whether it's a simple yep. one-liner from Billy Crystal or one little like visual gag or whatever, it, it fires them off pretty uh, oh, yeah. pretty good. Even the um, opening scene of, you know, Billy Crystal getting, um, you know, rammed up the ass by the, the bull and then the doctor, like – Again, it was quite a quick scene, but it was it was an effective scene. So that was one of my other ones as well. Like when they take the photo and the doctor sticks his yeah, head out from the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that is, that is see, like he's got the cheesy it, smile. It yeah. was the quickest little like photo, you know, two seconds, but like effective. Um, and then I said, um, just as a personal um, thing, you know, as uh, coming from a family of farmers, I have birthed so many cows in my life as uh, a young child. Yeah. My really my dad and I um have done it quite often. So that was just a bit of a flashback to childhood for me watching that scene. Yeah. Uh, wow. You learn something new every day. Yeah, Sorry. welcome to my childhood. As oh. I said, my whole dad's side of farmers. Like we would muster up cows, birth cows, cut the horns off, brand them. Did you lose a watch? I did not lose a watch though. Thankfully. I always thought it was a little bit stupid that he didn't take his watch off. Oh, as if he'd know though. Like he's just kind of chucked into it. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's putting his hand up there. Take your watch off. Yeah. How he, deep are you going? He didn't have time. The birth was happening. Um, I've got the, the calf birth as uh, as one of my what notable scenes? scenes as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good scene. And, like, the way it ends and it's kind of like, I guess, when someone has the, holds their child for the first time, you'll find out about that soon, Lee. You're going to be a dad soon. Ooh. Great. You're going <laughs> to have your own calf. Maybe you should call her, what is it, Norman? <laughs> yeah, call you. Yeah, I'm sure my daughter would love to be called Norman. Yeah, look, it'd be unique. <laughs> Some of the names you've been throwing about, yeah. it's not that bad a choice, really. <laughs> um, what did you have, Lee? Let's go back and forth a little. Josie went, went Sorry, absolutely all over I went, it. I went too crazy. It's fine. All right, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to use the whole scene specifically, but it's it's um, the what my dad does for a living scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, that yeah. includes the, uh, the 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 dude con- yeah, the construction guy before Yeah, he he's great in it. And then the contrast to Billy Crystal and just how depressive he gets in it. But I guess for me as well, the part of the reason why I love that scene so much is because when you actually listen to that scene, especially as an adult, and you rewatch it now, it hits so close to home. Oh yeah, and it's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lee. Um, I also had the uh, the river crossing scene, which is probably one of the oh, yeah, the most nice. sort of I guess a- action sort of the action climax of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, and I'll touch on later how unnecessarily long this movie goes for. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that was a really good scene. Like it has that intensity. It's kind of, um, it ramps up the sort of excitement and tension and sort of what's mm. going to happen next kind of bit. It's really bloody well done as well. Like yep. um, okay. also looks like it would have been an absolute bastard of a thing to try and film. Like, oh, if, yeah. if, like for the actor's point of view and stuff, like I'm sure Billy Crystal hated every second of it. <laughs> um, for me, uh, meeting Curly for the first time. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, when the cowboys are harassing Bonnie, and then he obviously throws the knife, uh, and uh, and he get almost chops off nuts. Uh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a phenomenal scene. I've got Curly's speech. Which oh, speech wait, about the love of his life and things? No, no, one? about the uh, you know you need this. Oh, the, oh, one, thing. the one, one thing, thing. one thing, one thing. And when you get okay. that, it's super vague. Yet you can read into it as deep or However as shallow you as you want, and it works on every single level. And yeah, I don't, okay. I just, I just, I just really soaked that up a bit and was like, this guy's got it. Like he, he knows a thing or two. Yeah, he's, he's been places and learned a thing or two about a thing or two. So uh, interestingly enough, we've obviously been talking about you know favorite scenes or best scenes uh, in the movie. None of the scenes that you guys have mentioned, I, I've written down. Oh, what a this, really, this is really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we've actually there's no there hasn't been any uh, double ups for me personally. Okay. Um, I love the coffee slash stampede scene. <laughs> yeah. When that. obviously he turns he's, the coffee. He's like, what's, the go- coffee like what's going on? Like, why is why is this happening? Uh, and then he's like, I'm sorry. Afterwards, he keeps on apologizing. Everyone just hates him. Yeah. Um, Daniel Stern losing his shit with the gun uh, when the cowboys are trying to um, kill Norman. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's an amazing scene when he just goes absolutely bonkers at them. Snaps. Um, when obviously um, Yardley Smith uh, 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 crashes uh, Mitch's party. And oh, that's the, so awkward. It, but, but it's such a well done scene, especially yeah. with the crazy wife. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, obviously we're going to get into quotes in a minute, but that's uh, one of those quotes specifically just stays with me. It actually embodies the movie for me as far as that. Like if I hear that quote, that's the movie I think I've about. Just, I, did not, I did not remember that scene whatsoever as a Neither child. Neither did I. 
Like, I just can't remember but, that. But, but if, I, if I'm watching this as a 10-year-old, I don't know what it means if someone's late on their late, period. Exactly, in a like, blue line. Like, what is that? Yeah. But, yeah. but thinking about it now, though, how funny was it when you were actually watching? Because it's so awkward. Oh, I, also, I, like, the scenes beforehand, you see Daniel Stern pretending to be busy or pretending to be asleep. asleep yeah. He doesn't have to deal with his wife. His wife plays the part of that kind yeah, of yeah. person so well as well. Yeah, she uh, cray. She yeah, cray. It's, it's, it's so good. That was good. I have got one more that I'm going to give special mention to. Okay. You the always love I, going over the, the three. The ice now. cream scene. Oh, when they're naming all the flavors. Yeah, like yeah, where yeah. it's like, "Don't waste my time." That that scene is phenomenal. So it, like it, it's like a like a standoff. And yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. And the music behind it as well works really, really well. The whole scene is just terrific. It's oh. like a bloody uh, like a shootout in yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, good, the bad, and the ugly, or something. But, but the, do I remember he said like asparagus or something? He did say yeah, yeah. asparagus. That was like the last one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, but they all look so serious <laughs> when it's happening. <laughs> but have you ever had an asparagus? Like what? I would not want to have asparagus. <laughs> like I understand like pistachio, but they said asparagus. And I was like, well, clearly not. Ahead of their time, I reckon Ben and Jerry's will release asparagus ice cream anytime soon. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So what have we got next? Next, we've got our um, our own personal like um, appeal, how this appeals to us and uh, our general uh, attractiveness of this movie on us. If this is the kind of thing we would go for, recommend that there or the other. What do you got, Lee? Um, I'm going to reiterate the fact that, yes, I'm going to recommend it simply because it's a super easy movie to watch. Um, again, it's uh, it's a movie that you can watch and not have – and you can do other things in the background. Uh, but most of the point, um, most of the point, it's more um, – it's just a fun movie. It's not to be taken seriously, and I'd recommend it. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. Um, I've just said that, you know, it's a good balance of, as you said before, Adam, it's a good balance of comedy, but also there's some heartfelt to it. Um, you can watch it as a family. You can watch it, you know, Netflix and chilling. You can, it's it's for all different, you know, varieties. And so, yeah, I, I see where why it was such a big hit. Um, and, you know, I... I viewed it very differently, of course, to when I was six. I thought it was a lot funnier when I was six. Yep. Um, I, I didn't see as much of the comedy this time watching it, but I still appreciated oh, I think, you, yeah, well, you'd have a different interpretation of the movie Yeah, you know, now, of course, right? the stampede when I was younger, I thought it was the funniest thing ever, you know, and, and all of that. But I was like, oh, whatever now. But there's still, like, those funny comedy moments yeah. for an adult as well. Yeah, adult jokes. Adult but on jokes, general right? appeal, if this movie was released today, would you go see it at the cinema? Oh, yeah, like, as Leigh was saying, if it was the, you know, Pete Davidson's and Andy Sandberg's of today doing this type of thing, 100%. I would be there. I think it's just because it's a simple ca- calculated formula that just works really well. Yeah. That's all it is. Interesting. I um yeah, I wrote I, I don't think I'd watch this now if this movie really? same same movie was released today, it wouldn't interest me. Wow. I'd look at it just be kind of like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it just it's kind of that family kind of funny which yeah. I'm kind of like, nah. Um, it's also like standard sort of fodder, you know what I mean? Like, oh, look out, fish out of water. These guys are going <laughs> on the ranch, you know what I mean? I think to, to not 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 to uh, you're you're entitled to your own opinion, and that's fine. Please th- argue with me about <laughs> my no, opinion. no, no argument. I think it's safe to say that I wouldn't line up to the movies to go watch it, but if it was available, I'd get it. Okay, I see what you mean. Does, you, does that make sense? You you would stream it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good way of putting yeah, okay. it. Okay, all right, fair. Don't be wrong; it's, it's a good movie. And if I watched it now, it's okay, everyone. Josie's just dying. Um, <laughs> way to drink. Um, but anyway, it's one of those things. Like, it's not bad at all. And I, you know, if if I was at a friend's house and it was on, you know, you'd be kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. But it's it's like um, I watched a movie the other week, and I was kind of like, it's like instantly forgettable. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's and that's uh, I think that's part of its appeal. That's the whole point. Like, you can waste an hour and a half or an hour and ninety five minutes. Sorry, 65, 45 minutes or whatever it is, uh, because I know that you think it's too long. I was going to say, I believe Adam knows the exact time yeah, yeah. of this movie. I don't, but I know that it honestly goes at least half an hour too 
too long. Um, you can, the you can, bare minimum. It, it gets to a peak and then it goes for another half an hour. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you can waste that time, and it's let's. You know what? This is the best way to describe it. It is the perfect aeroplane movie. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I, 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 I feel you. It's the perfect aeroplane movie because you've got nothing else to do. There is nowhere else to go. Let's just watch something to pass the time. There's City Slickers. I just, it spun me out how much it just keeps going. Like, they just keep... That's the basis of its appeal for an aeroplane movie because that thing just keeps on going. going. Dude, that's not and then any, before you know it, you're there. That's yeah. not a good selling point of a movie, Lee. Well. <laughs> hey, watch this movie. It'll waste your life. Yeah. Also, a movie being instantly forgettable is not really grounds for an Oscar-winning performance. Yeah, and that's why I was so I was so shell-shocked when obviously we found out that he did win an Oscar for it because that's See, mind-boggling. I remember it because his Oscar win, which I was going to get into my little tidbits. Actually, let's wrap up the attractiveness of we've we've made our point. Um, we so won't, the point is Adam doesn't like it. No, I do like yes. it, but it's it's not something that appeals to me. Fair is enough. what I'm saying. I'm 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 a man of very particular taste. Um, we then have our outside of our fine main major points. Do we do our score now? Or do we do the other bits after or before? We're still finding our legs in this podcast. No, so. I think we can. I can. We think we can do the fun bits, and then we can add up the scores later. Right, and wrap it up. Cool. Was, that, was there any quotes that we haven't mentioned? Yes. Oh, quotes. Yeah, of course. Billy Crystal yelling, I'm on vacation as he's getting dragged <laughs> along is just like that's that's one for the trailer Hake, and Hake very Sam. good. Yeah. Um, I um, had the – it was right at the end when um, Billy Crystal was like, they trusted us um, and they were like, they trusted us. We literally said, um, yeehaw, and their cattle, they follow us. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I like that. What do you got, Lee? Um, okay, so for me it's um, uh, when – I mentioned this before, obviously, when Daniel Stern's got the gun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's have some peace and quiet around here for Christ's sakes. I've been under a lot of stress. I've lost my wife. I've lost my job and I'm developing some kind of rash uh, from, oh yeah, from like making that. in the bushes. Yep. He just delivers that so well. That's good. I've got um, I've got the curly speech, but I don't think I'll cash that one in because I used it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Crystal giving the Bruno Kirby uh, friend shit, talking about going for young women. And he's like, if you keep going younger soon, you'll be dating sperm. Yeah, that's like in mine. Simple sort of fun one. Um, what else we got? Uh, Josie? Oh, I just also had done, um, we've already talked about it, but the big speech at the the start, Billy Crystal going through all the ages and things yeah, like that. Terrific. You know, it was heartfelt, but also, you know, there was bits that you go, oh, shit, that's so true, and makes you give, like, a bit of a giggle, like, oh, f- oh Jesus, I'm fucked. Yeah. Um, uh, if anything happens to it, obviously, when um, when Billy Crystal goes off with Curly to go and uh, get the strays after oh, the stampede, yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Um Daniel Stern turns around to Bruno Kirby and says, if anything happens to him, I'm going after Barbara. It's just oh, a compl- yeah. <laughs> it's such an unnecessary comment, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. so good. It's but so well he, delivered. And then he ends up going um, back with, with the Bonnie? other chick. Yeah. 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 It, it, there's so many good little one-liners. Um, uh, the other thing is um, Curly saying to Billy Crystal after he's saying, he's like, I crap bigger than you. Yeah, you know what? It's it's it's, it's corny, but I I don't know. It just it's, it's well. Cute. Funnily enough, actually, not not to mention um the uh, the fun facts, but he dropped that line in his speech. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah and nobody understood what he was talking about. Yeah, because nobody's in the movie because it's shit. Well, um, <laughs> let's let's go on to fun facts though. I'm sure. Do you have any? I've got best lines. I've got more. Be- I've got oh, more you have more lines. best lines. Okay. Oh, okay. What do you got here? It's meant to be three, Lee. You can't count for the math guy. No, I don't. He uh, never can. can my he? my ass hurts just watching this when they first get up there and they're watching the cow the cowboys um obviously do the like um like the bull riding. The, the, yeah, the, the saddle riding and subdue and the steers and stuff. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Um, and the last one is I found myself when I was going through this, uh, especially with best scenes and best lines, as I was typing them, they were just coming in in floods. Mm. So I'd be like, oh yeah, and what about this? And what about this? And the last one that I'm going to drop in is. 
um, excuse me, El Doctor, especially when he's when he's um, obviously just been impaled by the bull at the beginning. Excuse me, El Doctor. Hello. Don't sew anything up that's supposed to remain open. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, a very, a, it's I, a very, it's a very, it's a very Billy Crystal line, and I get it. Yeah, um, and it's a bit cliche, but it did make me laugh, so okay. it does make the list. No, that, that is a good one. Um, random fun facts. What do we got? Am I doing this? Am I? Uh, we're all doing this. What, all do, you right. got? what do you got, Josie? I've got nothing. This is your movie. This is your movie. I know, I, I, guys. I wasn't even born when this came out. You still chose a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't have anything. It doesn't mean that I have fun facts about it. I got nothing. Well, the the, the, the big fun fact I've got is when Jack Palance went up and, and received his Academy Award. Throughout his speech, he actually got up and did one-arm push-ups on the stage what? at the age of seventy-three, and it was massive news. That's a fun fact. I actually didn't have that written down. You knew that it happened though, right? No, I didn't. It was huge. I wasn't watching the Academy Awards when I was six. It was such a big deal. And Billy Crystal spent the majority of the rest of the night, because Billy Crystal hosted the Oscars that year. And um, he like just kept like laughing his ass off about it, like for the rest of the night that Jack Palance went on and like, yeah, he did his speech and it was actually a pretty cracking speech. So curly of him. Yeah, yeah. Like legit, but also 73 years old, busted out one arm pushups. Such a badass. I don't think I could do that now. I definitely can't do that now. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do that now. Um, all right, first acting credit for Jake Gyllenhaal. We've already mentioned that, mm-hmm. but that's obviously a big thing because he's obviously a massive star now. Such yeah. a baby. Um, I, I put it in special mentions that Jack Palance won an Oscar for Curly because it needs to be special mentioned again because I still can't believe that it happened. It's mm. not th- like he's great. Don't get me wrong. No, 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 I understand it. It's just more along the lines of it's it's more along the lines of the movie didn't warrant the Oscar as far as I'm concerned, not the acting ability. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I think the movie itself probably shouldn't have got that nod like there are movies out there that have got that are nowhere near oscar worthy uh, uh sorry that sorry that are a lot closer to oscar worthy yeah. in some way or form than this movie so you're saying it's like you know actually no i'm not gonna start we'll, we'll get to it eventually one day and i feel I'm like gonna, i feel like an argument's coming oh out buddy no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm still not over the fact that that uh sylvester stallone didn't win an oscar for uh for creed one <laughs> like, oh here we go I'm really filthy i'm still livid the guy that won it from bridge of spies i still am not forgiven and he was Anyway, uh, this has got nothing to do with anything, Lee. Um, another fun fact is that Jack Palance wasn't the original uh, choice. For yes, Curly. there was a couple of people. Yes. Oh. Did, you, did you hear? Uh, did you hear that one of them was none other than the legendary Charles Bronson? Yes, it's in my list. Oh my god! Did you hear why he knocked it back? Yes, because Cur- because Curly died. Yep, in the script. That's Charles the- Bronson's like I'm Charles Bronson. I don't, I don't die. I don't die. I don't die. And yeah. he wouldn't do it. What a cocky bastard. You, oh, know, look, you, don't, you don't know Charles Bronson, do you? No. Charles Bronson doesn't die. It makes Apparently sense. I, I, get so. it. I get it. Like when you read that and you're like, yeah, okay. But uh, you, you hear it in his voice? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. good. Um, yeah, they approached a couple people and um, yeah, uh, Palance ended up getting the role and what an Oscar for it. So yeah, right. What could have been? Um, also the baseball speech that Billy Crystal says about his dad taking him to the baseball and all that. Yeah. Uh, actually a story of his real life and his father Aww. and a very endearing moment of him. Yeah. And uh, he's also not a Mets fan, but uh, the the New York Mets actually donated to his comic relief charity. So he agreed to wear the Mets hat in the, uh, in the movie because he's actually a diehard Yankees fan. Just to add on that, he's actually, so when he mentioned in the movie that he's got the, he's still got the, uh, the, the, what's the the thing called? The the program, the program, he's still got the program, but he actually, um, but apparently um, he actually got it signed late, like 20 years later or something. Yeah. By uh, somebody. Vicky Mantle. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. I don't no. know much about baseball. Um, the, no other, the other thing is a really interesting one that's not spoken of, written of, and no one really knows the full reason, and it's just intriguing me more and more in my research doing this movie. Bruno Kirby's not in the sequel. 
Yes. Yeah. And no one has really given the correct answer as to why. And there's like a massive, massive, Ooh. massive rumor that he and Billy Crystal had a massive falling out. Oof. But, but they, no, they did. They did. But I, no, no one really, that no one said the reason of what actually happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you hear? Well, no, I've just read a lot online that they did have the falling out. But the reason why I heard that he wasn't, or well, the reason why I found that he wasn't in the next movie is because he's actually allergic to horses. That too. He had a really horrible time filming it. And so he had to, he had to get shots every day because he was allergic to oh, horses. what and an he, effort. And he didn't want to go through that for the second film. But that could have been a perfect cover-up for not uh, being friends with um, Billy Crystal. Yeah, anymore. surely yeah. that was just like a bit of a... But no, no one's commented on it. There's like, like, like I remember I, I was, um, I, I listened to another podcast talking about this movie, and they were saying like, there's been interviews where someone's asked Billy Crystal about it. He's kind of like been a jerk about it in his answers, not wanting to talk Ooh, about it. Did, yeah. Dodged it. Yeah, but nonetheless, instead of having Bruno Kirby in the sequel, and the sequel is not a good movie. Like even oh, as a, no, as a no, kid, no. I really enjoyed City Slickers as a kid. I remember as a kid thinking City Slickers Two was pretty shit. Yeah. Um. So they get John Lovitz to fill the third role of the the friend. Uh, who's he meant to be? Is he meant to play? He's uh, just another friend. Just another mate. He's just, just another just friend. A, he didn't replace him. Just, just a guy. Yeah, he's just another friend. Well, they also have Jack Palance back as Curly's twin brother. Yeah, they do. No, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's the legend of Curly's gold. I, um, want, I wonder if he won an Oscar, like his brother won an Oscar <laughs> for it. <laughs> also, I remember the start, the main thing I remember from that entire movie um, is, is- how long the intro is? Oh, no, that's the first one. That's the first one. Yeah. Uh, no, no, um, the start of the movie, Billy Crystal was going for a job and he's jogging alongside Norman, who's like a full-grown cow now. Um, That's right, yeah. Yes. yeah. He's like huge because cows are big. You know <laughs> what? Just just on this, I mean, obviously, we've all got our, uh, our own ideas of how terrible this second movie is, and we all agree that the second movie isn't great. Maybe we should watch it. Oh, no. And it might be better. Um, okay, but not yet. <laughs> like just just after I die, I'll watch it. Look, look, yeah. we, we've got Lethal Weapon two to get to. Yeah, all right? okay. That's, that's, that's the, we've already set up one where we've got one down the track for a sequel, and Lethal Weapon two kicks all the ass. City yeah. Slickers two, not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. one apparently, um, yeah, like. I remember thinking back of not liking John Lovitz in the movie, but that was before I knew who John Lovitz was and everything he's been in that I've seen since. So maybe I will have a different idea of it. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, can you actually sit there with a straight face and say to me that you can think of a good movie that John Lovitz has been in that you liked him in? The Wedding Singer. But he wasn't good <gasps> in it, though. Yes, he was. No. Does he have moves like this and then he does that, like, shuffle? No, no. Oh, shit, that was fantastic. No, but I don't also don't rate that movie either, so. Oh, get out. It was the turning point of Adam Sandler's career, I'll say that Lush. much. It needed to be. For better or worse. Okay, we're not going there. We're going to do Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore down the road. You're not fans of those movies? No, I'm not a fan of Adam Sandler. Oh, buddy. In general. Okay. Um, so another thing we, we sometimes touch on is the target audience, and I put down the target demographic being families. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I also think that the target demographic could be anybody who was of age growing up with this film as well to watch it again for the nostalgic reasons. Yeah, like, like stumbling across this now probably wouldn't be a great movie to watch because the jokes might carry, but there's no pang to it, if that makes sense. Like, there's no yeah. connection to it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, as far as, obviously, the um, uh, the actual audience is concerned, I think if you've actually got a connection with it as an earlier age, like Josie as an example, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. then you can find yourself re-watching it and it will remain good, if that yep, makes sense. Because yeah. it flashes you back. Um, right. I've got a couple of special mentions for you, Adam. Special mentions of what? Oh, no, no, like some fun fact fun fact trivia for you. Jesus, oh, okay. here we go. Um, well, you, I didn't get to do all of mine. 
You're supposed to have three dickheads. I only did one. Did you? Yeah, you, you just took over. Um, Here we go. <laughs> Rick Moranis was supposed to be the original choice for Phil. I did know that, actually. Right? Yeah, and you know why he pulled out? Yeah, because his wife found out she had cancer. And that's when he's act- That's actually when he stopped acting. He stopped acting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that would have been a completely different film with Rick yeah. Moranis in that role, Very right? So. Absolutely love Rick Moranis. Absolutely. And we should do Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I was going to say, he hasn't come back. No. Since, no, he's has he? about. He's done, I think, one cameo in something, and I think he's doing a new. But I feel like he was going to, but then got injured or hit or was in an accident recently. He, he is apparently doing a follow-up to the Shrunk the Kids type deal. Okay. Something's okay. happening with the kids again. All right. Um, this <laughs> is just kids. a little bit of fun fact for you. Uh, it obviously reunites Jack Palance and Tracy Walter uh, because they were together in Batman in 1989. Oh, buddy. Yeah, they were. And I knew that that would be a fun fact for you. Hell yeah. And this is the best fun fact out of all of my fun trivia that I found, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saved this one to last. I want you guys to really think about yourselves. I okay. want you to think about. I don't like thinking about myself. Think about. I want you to go. I want you to go intro. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, think. Think. Think into yourself, mm-hmm. um, and then consider how much you guys earn on a daily basis. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Let's not go there. Right. Just as your jobs, uh, how much yeah. you earn. Think. Don't. We don't need to talk about it. Just think mm-hmm. about that number. Right. Okay. 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 Norman the Bull made seven hundred and fifty dollars a day for his work, for that entire film. And who like- does that go to? His owner must be. He wore there was also, wasn't there it. like eight different Normans? Because obviously they grow really quick. Apparently, I, I read up that Norman the Bull uh, did some did some digging, and I found it that the one of the bulls he actually was called Norman. He made seven hundred and fifty dollars a day, and he was on set for like a month. To be fair, adorable and worth every cent. But think about it, right? That, that how, how outrageous is that? That he made seven hundred and fifty dollars a day, and I don't even sniff that on a weekly basis. Well, be a better cow. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you are a cow. The other <laughs> I do calves better. Oh, uh, stop uh, it, buddy! That, that was a visual joke uh, that uh, you can get. That just threw me right off. I forgot what I was going to say. Now. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, Let's tap out. We're done. Um, IMDb score. Yeah, uh, well, should we go with our score first? Sure. Let's do okay, that. Okay. Um, I gave it a two point five out of five. Dead in the middle. Hmm. Okay. Yep. That's, That's interesting. I'll go last. Jobs. Shouldn't you chose to go last because it's her movie? Okay. Lee, I go to four. Really? Yeah. That is some high high stuff. It, it got a four from me. A four? You liked it that much? It got a four from me. Wow. So you really bloody liked it. Yeah. And the re- and you know what? I think How much did you give Lethal Weapon? Four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay. interestingly enough, it's one of those things. And this is a really good indicator for me because uh, when I watched it, I wasn't taking notes at the time. But then obviously I went to do my notes later. Mm. Um, a really good example of this, and I guess this is sort of the attraction to the movie for me personally, is when I was doing best scenes and best lines, I just kept on going. Yeah. Okay. You know, if, if you can do that with a movie and you're not struggling with it, that answers the question, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not sitting there scratching your head going, I'm running out of things to write about. Like I've got, yeah, stacks. Okay. Also, the, what I remembered, uh, Ron Underwood, the director of this movie, also directed Tremors. You ever see Tremors? Yes. Yeah, he made that before this. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Um, I gave it a three and a half, so smack bam. Well, oh, close wow. between, yeah. between you guys. Interesting. All right, there yeah. you go. So what are all those three scores add up to, Lee? Uh, hold, please. You Nine. can't hold, please. We're on a bloody night. Wait, hang on. Nine. I'm taking his word for it. I'm not even going to try and do maths. Okay, so we got nine out of 15. Oh, sorry, hang on. No, that's not right. Jesus Christ, Lee, you have one job. I'm You're fa- the maths guy. I'm fake it's Asian. It's 10, guys. Get with it. I'm fake Asian. Is it 10? Yes. Two and a half plus three and a half plus four. It's 10. Josie only got that right because she got her eyebrows numb. 
But Josie's is also a it's teacher. A, it's um, okay, so what's the IMDb score? We spent way too long um, trying to figure out basic maths. It was a 6.8 from memory. Yeah, 6.8 out of 10 out of 60,000 views. So how did we go compared to that? 66%. Woo! So it's right on the money. Well, there you go. That's it. That's, that's as close as it's going to get, I reckon. I think that's it's definitely the closest we've gotten so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I did say to you earlier today when we were actually, just before we started, um, or actually a bit earlier than that, it was going to be an interesting review tonight. And yeah, it was right on the money. That was bang on. All right. We did it. Well, there you go. That was a Josie pick. Uh, let us know somewhere. We might have socials by now. I'm not too sure. Um, we do, actually. We do? Yeah, we do. How oh, exciting. Wow. Okay. Email well, address. Look us, up, look us up wherever you can if we're available. And uh, let us know what you think of City Slickers. It's a fun, simple watch. You can switch your brain off and have a good time with it. It was a Josie pick, so give her shit if you don't like it. But Sorry, uh, we'll be back with another episode just as soon. But until then... I'm Adam. I'm Josie. I'm still Lee. Yes, you are. And this has been Two Guys, a Girl, and a Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Ciao. Bye.